Well, welcome back to the Legend of Zelda Lorecast, where we discuss RE4 Remake. No, that's the wrong show, Ariel. I know. I said Legend of Zelda Lorecast. Nope. And Resident Evil is not what we're talking about today at all. (laughs) You know what we are talking about today? Not concerts. Legos. No, we're talking about things. That's all, folks. Tears of the Kingdom trailers. And we have some lovely people with us. We have some lovely patrons, such as Wolfslur. Hello. And Kex. Hello. And of course, we have a very lovely special guest with us today from none other than Hello Hyrule. It is. The legendary, amazing, and wonderful Chris. <laughs> Hello, Lorecast. I'm gonna need you to come more often because the whole in like entrance of me, like he just did for you. Yeah, like, I got left alone. <laughs> and I'm happy with that. I got the full Ariel treatment there, didn't I? You did. I feel you did. so I... illustrious, so alluring. <laughs> <laughs> much, much like this game we're gonna talk about today. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm very excited uh, to, to finally get to talk to y'all about Zelda and maybe Resident Evil a little bit. <laughs> I'm okay with this. Oh, everybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, the pre-show was a lot of Resident Evil 4 remake talk. And Legos. And Legos. Legend of Zelda Legos, to be precise. <laughs> Don't worry, we're going to work that in somehow. <laughs> so, what we're here for Tears of the Kingdom. Got some trailers at the beginning, well, towards the end of last year, and then we got a massive trailer drop this year. Lots of stuff. Lots of craziness going on in the second trailer. Some minute changes from the first to second trailer, too. But uh, I've lined up some wonderful little questions for us. And the first one on this list is the land and how it has changed. What are your expectations and your hopes for this? Who wants to go first? (laughs) (laughs) So a lot going on. So we've we've seen throughout the trailers, I think something interesting. So we all know that like, you know, we have Sky Island, Sky Sky Islands are back, right? And like, mm-hmm. there's the inevitable Skyward Sword comparisons. They released Skyward Sword Remaster uh, on the Switch a few years ago, so I, they're definitely trying to be evocative of that, right? So yep. something I'm thinking about. We don't really know what the extent of the Sky Islands are, though we can kind of take some guesses. But we have seen we've seen uh, Hyrule Castle go from the ground and get lifted into the air. But there have also been like a few chunks of Hyrule proper that we've seen on the ground in a few trailers and then in later trailers rise up into the air. Um, And I'm just wondering if like, I don't know if like there are, there's a time jump at some point in the game and like maybe everything gets lifted at one point or if I'm sure Nina has been on here and talked uh, her, her famous loop theory, (laughs) but like, of course, (laughs) something that I've been kind of thinking about recently is like, if we're looping back to the events of Skyward Sword, you know, maybe there's some big evil that is going on that, uh, you know, throughout Hyrule, some big presence. And in order to protect the land, 
you know, Link is tasked with Hylia's task from prior to Skyward Sword, and Link is actually trying to launch throughout the game chunks of 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 land into the air. You know, because we we do see thing we there are so many little things throughout the map that we have no idea what they are so it's like easy mm-hmm. to think like is that a jump pad for link to get into the sky is that something that could maybe launch chunks of land into the sky like is that a new version of a shrine you know oh yeah now what i will say to caveat on that i watched the zeltic trailer breakdown the newest trailer breakdown And he did mention in there that there are little tiny little platforms that seem to be below certain islands that are glowing a similar light to the towers that we see throughout that same trailer. Though that could be it. It very well could be Zelda sending or Link sending land islands up into the sky same way that Hylia did. Yeah. I mean... It's there. It's all there. All it's there. there. We're looping, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Nina, what? Nina might be right. That'd be fascinating to see Link transcend a hero this time and become a god himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is this how we break the cycle? Is this how things change? <laughs> you know what? At the end of the day, we got um, with Breath of the Wild, we got a motorcycle. Just give me a stealth bomber for this one. It's the <laughs> <laughs> just let me soar around we're getting a car I mean it, it seems like you might get your wish even if that's a joke it seems like it's very possible <laughs> we have a glider I cannot imagine there's not going to be an upgrade to drop bombs <laughs> I don't know I'm super pumped for uh, the grinding on like rails there's the one with him uh, super pumped Legend of Zelda yes. Tony Hawk's pro skater. Good days. <laughs> so something. So okay. Oh, oh go ahead, Gex. Uh, well, something that I just thought of now, listening to all of you, we know that there are sort of two versions of Link in this. We perhaps not literally, but there are two different designs for him. One that we are more familiar with. And another sort of more primal looking with long hair and almost a toga or some sort of clothing on. I had before been playing with the idea that this could be the hero of the calamity, which is to say the hero that we have not seen a game for. The one that first sealed calamity Ganon alongside the unhijacked divine beast (laughs) 10,000 years ago. However, listening to all of you, a second possibility presents itself. In the Hyrule Historia, we see, of course, a non-canon manga that depicts that there was a hero that predates who we think of as the first hero. Mm -hmm. There is also a little bit of evidence in Skyward Sword that suggests that there could have been a hero before, but there is also a lot of time silliness in that game so things are ambiguous however it occurs to me now what if this long-haired link is not the hero of the calamity but the true first hero the one that as of right now is uncanon in the manga but 
could theoretically exist. So, Kex, if that's the case, that's a fun train of thought. If that's the case, do you think we are jumping back in the timeline or do you think that we're kind of going around in that in that loop? That is the question, isn't it? I'm not sure. For some reason, I want to think that these will be playable flashbacks of some kind. Possibly because there's enough time travel in this series and it gets confusing enough as it is. <laughs> but it could be anything at this point. I am sort of hoping it will be a playable flashback because it would be more simple if it is. But it could very be- well be, for all we know even, our Link's consciousness transferring itself between two bodies. We have no idea. Sure. For sure. So I do. I I really like that idea. And I also like I kind of like that that manga. So I like all of the manga. So like legitimizing the manga, I am all for the one thing I'll say (laughs) is like the two link theory, which was like super popular for like the previous few trailers. I do think it's possible that we are just seeing two different outfits of Link and it could be a misdirection, a very intentional misdirection on Nintendo's part. I sort of hope that is true, though. It would be so much less complicated. (laughs) But yes, I agree with you. But I do think it's worth noting that we do see Link's arm in different states and different trailers, which I, I, I think that can be an indication of different periods throughout the uh the games and the trailers right like you have the full-on green magic arm which i've got to imagine is like at least post tutorial and then you have like the maybe darkened charcoaly looking arm and then i i think you even see him just two regular arms which i would imagine is super early game um Uh so there's some element of time progression happening throughout this game it's just a matter of will it be a couple of years will it be thousands of years will it be you know breath of the wild style a few days or whatever hard to well, say another explanation though style. too depending on what that true function of the arm is depending on what happens in the game perhaps the more bosses we get through the more important items we get perhaps that is adding to the quote unquote corruption on the arm. Perhaps he is absorbing things throughout the game and not as much time is elapsing as we thought. It is just sort of indicating his progression in the main quest. So I'm glad you brought that up because I have something to mention with that. And that brings me to my next question, which was Master Sword. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So the arm. In the first trailer, we see a very particular scene where Zelda is falling into a cavern, Link reaches, and then he's grabbed by this glowing green hand. And everybody freaked out originally about that because they were like, is it, is it Ganon? Is Ganon going to be good in this now? Uh, or is that, is that this, this mysterious god that we keep getting sigils of? You know, what's going on? Well, then we progress to this trailer where we actually can we can kind of gather where this corrupted arm comes from during one of the scenes where Ganon looks to be resurrecting and is firing out Calamity out of his chest. And it actually hits 
it looks like it's actually growing up the master sword in one of the scenes. And in that same sequence, Link, after it, Calamity blasts out again in a second time, he drops the master sword and dives for Zelda. And his arm is already corrupted and broken. So I, I highly think that that is actually the case is exactly what you said, Chris, is that it's, it's a growth throughout the game process. Mm-hmm. Tutorial, we have our normal arm, you know, right towards the beginning when everything's kicking off, we get this broken arm. We kind of have to, you know, shamble to an area where we can get either, you know, some sort of maybe that green arm is some sort of power or, uh, you know, a new god or goddess or something. And it actually grants us the ability to heal it temporarily, but it's maybe it's uncontrollable which is where the Zonai or the Sheikah tech comes in, where we're getting this new Sheikah or Zonai tech arm, Um, which would also explain why we have a broken Master Sword in the first trailer, is that it's been shattered and through the Calamity kind of trying to take it over. Yeah. So... I mean, going back to what I said a few minutes ago, the Master Sword is being shattered. Again, they like I'm trying to temper my expectations. I don't want to expect I don't want to expect to see a bunch of things from old games because I think Nintendo has a history of trying new things more than going back to old Mm -hmm. things. But they did put Skyward Sword HD out recently. And we do know from that game that not only is Fi in the Master Sword and we did hear Fi in Breath of the Wild, there is a connection there. Yes. But Demise is in the Master Sword, right? So if they acknowledged in Breath of the Wild that Fi is still in the Master Sword, why wouldn't Demise also still be in the Master Sword? So if that bad boy is broken open, maybe we are launching Skylands back into, you know, the sky Mm -hmm. because Demise is back, maybe fully rested or whatever, and is a big, big old threat to Hyrule. So... I'm glad you you both brought this up because there's actually been an interview done in the past where when Breath of the Wild was first released, everybody was kind of figuring out why are we heading in this new direction? What's going on here? We're not complaining. We just want to know what's going on. And it's because a lot of the development teams and the creator teams have kind of phased out of the original Legend of Zelda series. And the new team wants to head in this new direction. They want to head in this new art style and, you know, this new storytelling style of modern age. I don't think it would be too far off for them to hit the reset button in this game in a way and force almost like a repeat of events in a different kind of styling. A canonical reboot. There you go. There you go. It's not a... And we, we keep, I, 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 I had to take a step back when I thought of this originally because I was like, oh, I really like this reset. Like we're doing this big loop timeline thing. But what if it's not so much a loop as it is just a looping of events mm-hmm. in new styling and new kind of how it happened? Maybe it's yeah. not Hylia that did it. Now it's Link right. hitting the big reset. Broad strokes, so, but the finer details could be completely different. Exactly. Oh, I, I love the idea. And Wolf it takes like, yes, here we go. It takes less than <laughs> 15 minutes for me to bring it back. But this one's for you, Ariel. We see this with Resident Evil right now, right? <laughs> Resident Evil 7, <laughs> Resident Evil Village. We're doing kind of the new things, but we have the remakes going, right? So with Legend of Zelda, we could be remaking 
you know, we could be remaking uh, uh, Link's Awakening and we could remake Link to the Past and have those be the old faithful games and then keep making these new style Breath of the Wild games and whatever other new stuff at the same time. You make the traditional fans happy and you make the younger generation happy as well. And Capcom's nailing it. I would be 100% on board with that. That would be great. <laughs> We're just getting reboots everywhere. <laughs> uh, so, Wolf, what did you have? You look like you had something. Speaking of, uh, like, the arms glowing in the different states, he loses his arm in this game. And that's been a big thing that they're talking about in the trailers, that um, there is a shot of uh, Demise basically um, destroying his arm in just a quick second in the second trailer. And then after that, you get, um, I think it's his left arm, maybe, is completely, like, different. You never see any skin on it. It is fully covered. It looks um, almost Sheikah replaced. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's how we're getting the magic, because there's uh, vials up near the top of it in the design. So maybe it's these vials that give him whatever's going on. And that's a substitute for a magic system. I wasn't going to... We keep bringing up this this magic arm and things. I wasn't going to get to it until much later when we got to talking about Zelda. I'm going to go ahead and talk about it now. Yeah, let's (laughs) talk about uh, Legend of Sekiro. (laughs) Cheers to the kingdom. <laughs> You're right. It totally is Sekiro, isn't it? <laughs> um, okay, so I a lot of people are going with they think that Hylia is coming back. You know, there's this new there everybody's freaking out over this dress that they've seen in the second trailer that the body looks like Zelda and the hand reaches for Link's hand and it's totally different. And what's going on here? I don't not believe that, but I also think that we may be getting a new God or goddess here. And I think it may be like a God of death. Interesting. Because the arm we have is a green glowing kind of spiraling thing. Um, the energy that we're using in these kind of like bottles is this green glowing swirling energy. This all reflects to spiritual energy that we've seen throughout the series, especially heavily in Breath of the Wild. What if we're getting introduced to some sort of deity that's not been introduced in the series at all? You know, it's always been there and it's never interjected. But now since death and immortality and spirits are being resurrected and moved everywhere, now death's kind of on the playing field going, all right, my stuff's getting messed with now. I'm interjecting here. You know, and perhaps I'm going a little bit too far with this, but there is one already existing goddess that has a connection with spirits and so forth that has really never been touched on at all. If they were to introduce this into Tears of the Kingdom, it would almost be like a new goddess. The goddess of the sands from the spirit temple. Oh. Oh, yeah. I like that. (laughs) Bring it back to Twilight Princess. Bring it back to Ocarina. Yeah. 
and that goddess has a connection with Ganondorf, since the Gerudo revered her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, could be. It very well could be. I mean, I don't... These drawings look too... To me, the artwork looks too specific for it to be Hylia, especially since all the original artwork we have of Hylia is it's basically just Zelda fancied up. You know, all the things we've seen, even like the very archaic, like almost wall painting that was given to us in Skyward Sword still reflected her as just a, you know, normal Hylian looking, you know, woman. So, so are you saying so, that the long-eared cave drawing thing is too different, or the dress with the hand extending itself is... I think that... So the dress ex- with the hand extending itself, it can go one of two ways. It could be very well Hylia, because um, it does share very similar body structure to Zelda. Very well could be. I'm not dismissing that at all. But I also think it could be this new god taking on a human, or, you know, Hylian form to be more comfortable and accommodating to Link. Okay. It, it goes because, I don't know, it's it's just that, that drawing just seems too specific to me. They've shown it way too many times in these trailers. It just seems too specific to me to be, oh, dismissed as, oh, this is just Hylia. That's, you know, it... You could be I right. You feel could like be it right. Would be a you, letdown at this point. <laughs> do you think that there is a Zonai connection with this goddess, even if it's not Hylia? That's exactly what I was thinking is it's more of like a primal deity that the Zonai chose to worship because I am all on board of the Zonai where Ashika like break off. And it could be very well that this is what caused the break off. The Zonai chose to worship more of a primal magic, none other than death or, you know, spiritual energies of the planet. And they chose to worship this new god or, you know, this new deity. And now we're having that kind of interjection. Yeah, see, posting these pictures. <laughs> <laughs> see, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's my thing is, is that 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 material looks very Zonai-esque. It looks very Zonai-esque in design. I, I'm with you. I, I could I could get behind that. So what do you think? What do you think uh, the relationship like we see? Uh, no matter who the the goddess is or there do you believe that that's Link's hand extending to her wholeheartedly in the trailer when the hand is extending I 100% believe that's Link's hand I mean we've seen it in all the art where Wolf posted it earlier in the in the same discord chat well you know there's Link's arm you know it's we've seen it in the amiibo it looks exactly like that same design same everything it's definitely Link's arm I just don't know if that person extending their hand back is Hylia or Zelda. I, I think sure. we may we may be introducing something else. I'm bringing it back to Twilight Princess. What if it's we're bringing it all the way back to the original female antagonist of you know Twilight Princess? Help me, because I have forgotten her name. But <laughs> yeah, Celia. Yeah. No, oh, yes, no. it is definitely. <laughs> oh, yes. those two names uh, are very similar now that we Charles. mention it, though. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I think it might be 
her. That's wild. Interesting. I haven't heard that. that if you're right, so strange. I know. I know. If you're right, if you're right, if you're right, the one person on the internet who called it, and like you get just like a ton of just whatever internet credit for of, that. Tons of points. Not all the internet credit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It would be a heck of a callback because would be. we saw Twilight Princess. I mean, not to say she didn't play an important role, but it wasn't the whole time. You know, we kind of just hung out with her for a bit, and then she's we're gone. See ya. Mm-hmm. And the whole game itself was based around spirits, death, mystery. You know, a dark world. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be a heck of a callback and a surprise to us all, especially longtime fans. It would be a heck of a callback. I would, I would love that. <laughs> so, so what is the role that you expect her to play? Do you think that she is the one powering or helping power Link's arm? I. <laughs> I think she is. I think she's the one who's possibly giving that kind of fix-all to the arm. But it, just the leaked art book <laughs> stuff. Have you seen like the leaked uh, costumes from the art no. book? No. Avoided it like I'm the avoiding plague. it like the plague. Avoiding Same it like here. <laughs> I am. I am solely. I find it fun to base all of this stuff off of only what we've been given. Yeah. Not what somebody's given us. Because I'm sure I, I I had a friend who hunted things down, and the only thing I said was, "Don't ruin it for yourself." There's way too much out here. You are going to ruin some things. Don't do it. I said, "Okay." <laughs> May I but, steer us back to the uh, question about the master sword very quickly? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we got off on we got off on a tangent with the arm. This is all right, <laughs> but there is something I did want to say before I forgot about it. Correct me if I am wrong, Chris, but did you not say at one point that the Minish Cap was also made by some of the same people that worked on Skyward Sword and so forth? Yeah, I think the director for Skyward Sword, Minish Cap, and Breath of the Wild, and now Tears of the Kingdom are all all the same. So Mm -hmm. to just give a quick reprisal of the events of Minish Cap, in the very beginning of that game... There is a sword called the Picori Sword. It is broken very quickly by Vati, and you spend the rest of the game repairing it and reforging it into something stronger, and it eventually becomes the Four Sword. The Master Sword now is broken. Now, this would be sort of unlikely because the Master Sword is extremely iconic. But I cannot help but wonder, at some point, of course, the Master Sword will be repaired. But I wonder if it will be just the same Master Sword fixed, or if it is going to be enhanced and reforged into something better. Wow, can you imagine if at the end of Tears of the Kingdom, like the Master Sword itself is just as iconic and just as pivotal as as Zelda and Link and Ganondorf to to yes. the whole franchise, right? So if Tears of the Kingdom ends up being this this point for a reboot for everything that comes after, can you imagine if by the end of the game we have whatever the next sword is? Like, what if this is the end of the Master Sword and we have whatever's next by the end of this? Um, this is why... Okay, Wolf. Another thought, especially with that, the kind of rebirth and coming full circle and everything. What if, the, if there are multiple deities in play, most likely three of him, bringing the Triforce back into play that way? 
through the gods and the deities and mm-hmm. sure. kind of these avatars, Link, Ganon, Calamity, all, all of them kind of coming into a final confrontation. Yeah. Before we get this uh, universe rebooted, because up until this point, the Triforce is kind of whatever it's done. <laughs> fizzled out it's there we can see it sometimes occasionally but yeah but it isn't point. as big like, as eh, a focal point as it was in the early games yeah so if they I are really... doing some kind of reboot it would almost make sense for it to pop up in some sort of finality Hmm. I really think this is why I'm 100% behind new gods and goddesses is because I really think the master sword is going to be reforged by them <laughs> in some way yeah mm-hmm. And we won't have the Master Sword anymore. Maybe we'll have like the Triforce Blade or I don't know, the Link's Awesome Sword of Awesomeness. I don't know. <laughs> They'll come up with some awesome name. I don't work for Nintendo. So <laughs> job. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's something I've thought about too is, is what if this what if this is about bringing the Triforce back full circle and making it more important in here and maybe we're introducing new gods and goddesses Maybe we're introducing new like lineages, like where did where did the demons and demise come from? They didn't just magically poof into existence. Maybe we're getting some sort of backstory there. Maybe maybe the Zonai, as mysterious as they were in Breath of the Wild, maybe they have all the secrets. Hence why we're exploring the caves. So uh, while we're talking about Zonai a little bit, like we don't know a lot about <laughs> Zonai, but something we do know about Zonai is that they revered the dragons, right? Uh-huh. Specifically, so, I believe dragons were their symbol of courage. Boar was power and Owl was wisdom, I believe. So dragons actually in their mythology may have had a connection to the hero. Okay. So bringing it back to, again, if we're getting back to the general broad strokes of Skyward Sword... You know, what if we are meeting these people, right? And 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 this goddess that we were talking about a second ago might be a Zonai. What if we're bringing back the dragons from... I mean, we saw the dragons in Breath of the Wild, but like, what if we're summoning them back or what if they'll play a larger role in the way that they did in Skyward Sword? You know, like Lineru and Faror and... Uh, I, was it Din or Elden in Skyward Sword? Uh, Elden. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad you said that because the reason we bring him back in Skyward Sword is to reforge our sword. There you go. There you go. <laughs> was, it, strokes. was it not on a recent episode of Hello Hyrule where one of your guests, I believe, brought up that perhaps the dragons are actually the golden goddesses themselves? Yep. Jake Mason from the Morphin Grid had a yes. theory. We were all very excited by by the end where they will literally be transforming between goddesses and dragons throughout the game, uh, which just would rule to see uh, happen in front it's of the you. new dragon. <laughs> it would be what, what so was the name surreal to interact with a golden goddess for the first time after all these years. Agreed. Oh, my gosh. I Would it be kind of a is it one of those things that you just you hope for but don't really want though because I mean it's one of those things that that is that one of the things that makes us so excited and loving the Legend of Zelda series is 
that these things are things we know we're never going to be able to obtain, but we can hope for. What if we meet them just before they depart and the new deities of the next generation take over? Okay. I think yeah, it might get down with in my <laughs> brain we we you know like in in Minish Cap or I think in the Oracle games which I know you're more familiar with Kex we do like interact with like uh like Din and and Faror like in in like not in like goddess form necessarily but like in a right. human like form right It is unclear what the Oracle's relationship is with the goddess with the goddesses they never truly say that they even do have a connection. Honestly, no one even addresses the fact that their names are the same. Oh, see, my my dumb baby brain was like, oh, they're the same. They're the same names are the same. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, they're the same. <laughs> it, and for all we know, perhaps they are. Perhaps these three are sort of the same as Zelda. They are their goddesses equivalents of Zelda, their human reincarnations. Unfortunately, it is just never really specified. Like the Hylia to Zelda relationship you're saying is the golden exactly. goddess to the Oracle. Ooh, I like that. Perhaps. Perhaps. That, there is absolutely no evidence for that, but I do like the idea of it as well. <laughs> it's canon. It's canon. Done. Dune. <laughs> uh, well... We've got it. We've got a lot of talks about so far, <laughs> uh, but I think this might be the perfect time for us to take a little bit break and uh, talk about some other other fun things. <laughs> Get. Yeah. Get. Hey, Ariel. No. 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 You can't know me. I do all the time. But we're in the middle of the show. You can't know me. I can do whatever I want. You have to do the thing. What thing? The thing that I, I asked you. It's awful middle in here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Ariel, we're in the middle of the show. You know what we do first? It's awful middle in here. Nope, that's wrong. We thank our patrons. Oh. You should get your act together. Come on. Spice it up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> She's giving me that look. Okay, uh, we're going <laughs> to thank our patrons. <laughs> so we're going to thank our lovely patrons, starting with our Golden Goddess level patrons. Kex, are you here right now? I am, yes. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> and Maple Flapjacks. And next, our Hyrule Royalty patrons, James Becker, Chaotic Damon. And to continue, we have our Sheikah patrons. We have Deadeye. Uh-oh. Foil Grimmer. I'm going to mess this up again. I already know it. Did you say Grimmer? <laughs> Don't ask questions. <laughs> Our Kokiri patrons, Dead Socks, Jumanji, Preston Balagad, and Remington Cloutier. And our fairy patrons, Doug Leamy, Metal Dragon. That is the best name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Mike Sorelli and Paul Kelso. So thank you to our patrons. You are amazing. You are wonderful. And you allow us to do such a wonderful podcast. So thank you. Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, patrons. And thank you, listeners, because without you, we wouldn't have a show. We wouldn't? Why don't you tell me this? <laughs> I did, and you don't listen I like don't. Normal. Now I'm listening. I'm going to go get more listeners. I'll be right back. 
<laughs> you listen. know people? No. Hey, listen. So, yes, Ariel's right. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our patrons. Thank you to everyone who supports the show in any way you can because you have no idea how much you do for the show. And I am starting to realize how much the show does for a lot of people because I'm getting a lot of emails after the last episode we did. So thank you. And don't worry, we're not going to stop. We're here for you. So that being said, I don't want to get too mushy because I'll start crying again. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So reviews. Are we ready for this, Ariel? No. No. You're going to love this one, though. Because they have, as uh, the wonderful Chris said, the Holy Trinity involved in this one. So, this one comes to us from Emil. Hello. Since I can't currently rate your podcast, I will be sharing my opinion here. Firstly, 20 out of 5. With big exclamation points. That's a pretty good score. Uh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I will be sharing... Oh, nope. Backtrack. I'm a huge fan of LOZ and finding this podcast has changed everything. You guys are likable, funny. Ariel, make sure these don't go to Aaron's head. (laughs) They already have. (laughs) And all in all, great hosts. I'm about to turn 13, so I can't afford to be a patron right now. But once I get the cash, I'll try to get Sheikah. You don't have to do that. Just listen. It's fine. (laughs) But I appreciate the thought. Perhaps he wants to join us, though. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for making such an amazing podcast. You guys are the best. Also, here is my interpretation of Mido. That toxic Fortnite kid who just won't shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That is the best interpretation I have ever heard. Holy cow, that's exactly it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Just talks trash the whole time. So, my son. Oh. <laughs> P.S. Could you make an episode about non canon games such as Age of Calamity and, of course, Link's Crossbow Training? I know it's not the best idea, but I personally would enjoy it. P.P.S. Not to be that guy, but a shout out would be awesome. Well, here's a shout out. <laughs> I, uh, it's only two months later because I just realized you could backtrack. I wasn't reading emails in order, I was reading the newest ones first. So, my bad. But here it is. <laughs> How surprised would you be if Sidon and Tears of the Kingdom just out of nowhere referenced going back in time in Age of Calamity <laughs> and canonized that game? <laughs> I would. I don't know how I'd feel. I might be angry about that one. <laughs> don't go back and fix it. Uh, Two new timelines. <laughs> <laughs> Emil also attached a lovely Triforce chart of all powerful entities here, and it has, of course, Ganon at the top of the Triforce, Link to the right of the Triforce, Zelda to the left, and Tingle, Happy Mask Salesman, and Beetle in the center. There you go, Ariel. Yep. Yep. As it should be. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So, we have another one here from Michael Suss. Hi. I'm Miguel. Oh, okay. So the email was spelled wrong. Okay. So I'm Miguel and I love your podcast. It is really great. I play Ocarina of Time and Breath of the Wild and I started playing Skyward Sword. They're all really good games. I love Ariel's Interpretation Corner and I would love seeing Aaron doing some more Interpretation Corners. 
man. Now I got to do them. <laughs> Keep up with the great job. Could you please do an episode on Link's Awakening and the music in the LOZ series? I would like to see that. P.S. I would love to hear my email on your next episode. P.P.S. I would love to see you two playing ocarinas. Miguel. I mean, the ocarina so, thing's happening. <laughs> so for your interpretation, Corner, mm-hmm. like you just need to hire a mill to do it for you? Ah, I see. She found the catch-22. Just hire a meal to come in here and do my interpretation quarter for me. (laughs) But to answer your question, yes, we are going to be doing an episode on the music in the series. And thanks to Chris, I think we have our perfect special guest for that one. I won't say who it is, but I think I know who you're talking about. And that is a good guy. So, last one here today is from Elijah Wyatt. Says, hello again. I hope you have a good day. If you want, you can say my name. It's Eli. And I have an idea for Ariel. You should complete the Breath of the Wild games without getting heart containers. Or any type of container at all. Ooh. Okay, challenge accepted. (laughs) (laughs) Challenge accepted. So, that is it for our emails today. But don't worry, we're going to do some more emails next episode. Can I append an email to the very end since I'm here talking to y'all right now? Yes. I just want to say, I I echo all of the nice sentiments from all the other listeners as also someone who has enjoyed both the Legend of Zelda lorecast and the Resident Evil lorecast, but also just as a podcaster who shares a creative space with you all in in a in a bigger sense uh i really appreciate uh you guys and what you put in and the work you put in and just like your positivity with other podcasters in sharing a community and harboring a positive community i think you guys are crushing it and i think this is going to be a really good year for the lore cast both with tears of the kingdom and resident evil 4 uh remaster and so on that note i think we could start talking about resident evil 4 remaster for the rest of the episode (laughs) no i'm just kidding but i did want to say that i really appreciate what you guys do I appreciate that. I, we all really want to create an environment where everyone feels welcome and everyone can get a piece of the pie because as much as people try to compete over public space and all these things, it's, it's silly. There's enough for everyone to go around and everybody has their own little slice that they can add. Oh yeah. Make everything interesting. I and agree. I just, it's awesome. Whatever happened to the more, the merrier. Every time someone what? comes on with me and I am not alone, I always feel very happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more merrier. Let's go. We're all just we're all just enthusiastic about these games, right? So yes, exactly. Okay, so I didn't cry this time. Point for me. Uh, I cry over the mushy stuff mid break. I love the emails and I cry over the FC. Okay, all right. <laughs> So, med break time. Now we talk about the things that we brought. <laughs> yep. I'm going to make Wolf go first. Ah. <laughs> uh, Wolf go first. Mine isn't anything exciting. Uh, just last time I was on, I had started playing um, Breath of the Wild. This is an update. Uh, I beat it. It was a game. 
<laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh, you Wait, you beat Resident I know Wild? enough about this podcast to know that this is a big deal. Right. Wait a moment. <laughs> so Wolf beat it before I did. Oh. Because <laughs> I still haven't beat it yet. I you have it 99.9% complete, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She does. I just have to go. That's it. And beat him. Like, that's literally it. I. You've literally done everything you can except for walk through those doors and beat him. Yeah. You're going to do that the night of May 11th, aren't you? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that would be very fitting. Do like a 15 minute Twitch stream of just you beating that one part and everybody. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, so Wolf beat Breath of the Wild. It, it was a game. I Was it game? really? I wasn't super impressed with it. I'll, I'll hot take it. <laughs> I prefer my classical RPGs. Open world games just tire me out, man. Like it, it was just it was a lot um i'm excited to see what this new prospect has but i have a feeling it's going to be more or less of breath of the wild yeah so i'm pumped for what it has story-wise i love legend of zelda story it's it's a great franchise i'm excited to see where this goes how it ends i'm gonna play it but it's just not my shit playing it is overwhelming i see i just want to say everyone is entitled to their opinion no matter how wrong <laughs> I knew that was coming. I, I knew it was. We've also just... had guests on Hello Hyrule who Breath of the Wild just fully didn't click with. It's 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 exactly what you said. Like if you're not into yeah. open world games, then yeah, that's like the big thing. That's kind of everything. So it's it's fully mm-hmm. it is a divisive, I think, entry in the series. I know my friend King did not fully like Breath of the Wild all that much until he played it again for me. And I, I think my enthusiasm might have infected him a little, but before that, he really did not care for it all too much. Oh, please do not harass him in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> he I, means well. <laughs> I definitely see why people like it. I definitely see why it's enticing. I definitely had my moments, especially where I was like, all right, Maybe this is clicking. All right, let's go. Let's go. Next divine beast, baby. And then just the traveling to and from and doing the little things around the map. I was just like, right, this is okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I will say it took some work for me to get into it. All jokes aside, it took me a little bit of work to get into it because I also over, open world games just overwhelm me. Super ADHD, so super overwhelming. Too many things at once. You had all been playing Zelda one way for over two decades. It is natural yes. for there to be some growing pains. Not not just Zelda, though. I, I can't get myself through The Witcher. I can't get myself through Skyrim. It's just open world games in general. I just have an issue with. Reasonable. I'm a, yeah. I think part so. of... So I don't think uh, so like Breath of the Wild right now at this moment is like my favorite open world game out there. But I think two things really did it for me. It was like playing on master mode and like uh, like flowing down with it 
and like I think Ariel kind of has tapped into this a little bit also, you know, kind of going slow and getting all the Koroks. I think Breath of the Wild works exceptionally well when you are playing it very slow. If you're playing it like a video game that you want to finish in a one or two month span, I think it might hinder the experience uh, as opposed to like kicking back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like if you kick back and you do a couple of shrines a night or you go look for some Korok puzzles or this or that, I think that, in my opinion, is like kind of the best uh, pace for that game. But I also totally get why it's divisive and some people don't click with it at all. I think that's a reasonable <laughs> opinion. Yeah, but that's an update I wanted to bring because I know a lot of people are like, you got to play. You got we, we need to know. It's it's a game. It's it's Legend of Zelda. I like the aesthetic. It's cool. Just not my not my cup of tea. What was your hot take? Do you agree? Going slow is make it make it make it punter. Yeah, I'd have to agree, honestly, because there are those tiny little things that a lot of people are like, meh. But those tiny little things I absolutely love, like hyper focusing on and I must get it all and I must do it all and I must get that giant poop. <laughs> and like I that's that's what I do. Poop squad, let's I'm go. And <laughs> <laughs> you know what? In this type of game, collectibles I think are cool. It there are games that I have issues when they introduce collectibles because at that point it ruins the flow of the game and I know I'm gonna be searching every corner to see if I can grab that intel, this story bit, and it's just like, Alright, here we go. <laughs> can I give a hot take? Oh, let's go. I think let's gold go. sculptulas stink as collectibles. Yes. <laughs> and like Ocarina is like the best. I, th- I think Ocarina, don't get me wrong, uh, like a, a fantastic, fantastic game. But oh, come on. And like the fact that you get 50, you get the big wallet. And then from 50 to 100, what do you get? For, for 100, like nothing. It you is, get like rupees. You get rupees. It is even worse than that, bag. actually. You only get the piece of heart for 50. You get the giant's wallet at 30. 30! So really, 30 and onward. If you are not attempting to get every heart piece, you can just be done at 30. Zelda is hit or miss with their collectibles. Uh, I will say Ariel going slow. I, I sped through it. Ariel will tell you. I just ran through it. I was like, I beat that game. I didn't get any of the memories. And mess with the Koroks and do anything. I was like, I'm going in and I'm kicking butt, taking names. I'm leaving. Please tell me Ariel, you beat Ganon to death with a stick. <laughs> I did actually. I beat him. It was bad. Ariel went through and goes, "Hey, did you see this?" I went, "No." <laughs> What's that? Oh, did you see this? No. Exactly. There are so many amazing moments, and they're understated, and they're like beautiful, and like the whole game is has this like quietness to it but like it's a quiet mm-hmm. confidence is what i say it has because like especially if you've played the other games in the series you'll just stumble upon just like little nods here and there and it's just it can be magical at times definitely <laughs> agree <laughs> uh, all right i swear we are not bullying you wolf yes <laughs> oh, i am <laughs> <laughs> all right kex we got I believe you had touched on this much much earlier in the lore cast but I feel I have to go back and talk about the Legend of Zelda Legendary Edition box set for the manga 
Mm-hmm. King got it for me as a present a few months ago, and I just finally finished all of the books. And it is absolutely wonderful. The manga is so good. I was not expecting it to be this good. And I just finished Four Swords to last night. And I think I did not expect that to be my favorite one, but I think that is my favorite one. They did so much with the story and they did Vati a lot of justice. And I just cannot gush about it enough. They are all hardcover too. They look, it is almost hard to describe, but it almost looks like books that you would find in Hyrule's Royal Library. <laughs> Ooh. I, want, I want the treasure chest ever since I talked about it all those episodes ago. I want it. When you open it, it makes the treasure chest sound too. Perfect <laughs> touch. <laughs> uh, uh, Wolf, did you want to talk about your t-shirt that you put in chat for a minute? I, I mean, I can. It's it's an Etsy t-shirt. Um, no, you know what? No, I'm just going to leave no. it. I'll post <laughs> the just... link in the Discord if you want to guys want to see the cool free hugs Legend of Zelda shirt. Join the Discord. <laughs> We're baiting him to the Discord now. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Oh, I got I got a link. Get- Aerial Hospital. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> All right, Chris. Um, I just saw you post this. What did you bring? I'm sharing a poster that I've had bookmarked for uh, probably two years now uh, because it's very cute and sweet. And I keep meaning to get it, but I don't have a good place for it. Uh, it's from a, a store, a website called Colby is Neat. So that's K O L B I S N E A T dot com, uh, and it's called A Wild Stroll. And it's Link with a few uh, little Koroks uh, strolling through a little forest. It almost has like Hakuna Matata vibes to it. And the fun thing about it is you can customize Link uh, in it, so you can give him different masks from Breath of the Wild or from the different. Uh, games and you can also give him different outfits so you've got everything from like the champion's tunic to like the classic green tunic to like the um, fireproof or the soldier tunic from breath of the wild so you can have a bunch of different unique uh variants of this poster uh based on your favorite little link outfit i just think it's neat this thing is super cool And it has it. <laughs> um, if you start letting me buy cool stuff, <laughs> deal. <laughs> Speaking of cool stuff, would you bring Ariel? Nothing. Oh, <laughs> merch. Oh, like I always do. And this comes from Etsy, and oh. it's from Curiosity Cap. And it is Zelda-inspired DIY craft complete kit, Deku Tree-inspired faux terrarium, and I want it. I want it so bad. Jeez. That sounds so, awesome. Yeah, it's super cool. You just build your own great Deku Tree in this little jar, and the price is really good. It's only thirty dollars and fifty cents. Wow, which is also awesome. Because it's a nice round number. <laughs> Which version of the Deku Tree did you say it was? Ocarina of Time? Yes. 
Yes, I think that is Ocarina of Time, the classic yeah, one. <laughs> yep. Because you could see that mouth is a doorway. <laughs> True. Yep. That's beautiful. Yeah, I will post the link. Yeah! Insert sound effect, Ariel. <laughs> here in the show notes. So check it out because I want one. I think I think I'd I'd say go ahead and get this one because this one's awesome. I want to I want to see this. It's so cool. Oh, they got other terrariums too. <gasps> they have a Majora's Mask mini terrarium. I'm sorry, I'm going off on tangents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, I've got some news for this mid break, and uh, it's going to be awfully newsy. Uh, (laughs) that was a doozy it's awful newsy so uh this one actually comes to us from nintendo life uh and this the article is random zelda tears of the kingdom gummies will let you eat choo choos oh no had this i can't escape hoping that pete was here (laughs) because he would help me make you get this (laughs) hey aaron so hey aaron what does a choo-choo <laughs> taste like? <laughs> I think it tastes like uh, doo-doo. Oh, that's not a bad answer. <laughs> uh, so this article, uh, it says, what a better promotional tie-in than sweets. <gasps> Bandai knows it and they're releasing it. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom thing gummies in May in Japan. They're releasing these to celebrate the highly anticipated release of Tears of the Kingdom. They're not rupee shaped. They're not even Triforce shaped. They are choo-choo shaped. In addition to the choo-choo shape, however, they're also going to be releasing different swords. They're going to be releasing the Master Sword, the Royal Sword, all kinds of different sword gummies. And the best part is... Oh, sorry. These aren't gummies. These are sword picks that you stab the choo-choos with to eat them. That's cool. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Very nice. Say so what? So it's going to explode. <laughs> so the choo-choos, they're, they don't come in different flavors. You ready to hear what they actually taste like, Chris? I, I am. This will answer grape. it. Grape. They taste like grape. Ah, <laughs> uh, Coward's answer. <laughs> <laughs> Coward's answer. So, yeah, the choo-choos are all going to be flavored grape. Regardless of the color, they will all be grape flavored. And the pack is going to come in. It's going to come in with five. It looks like five gummies. And all of the sword picks will be placed in a slight, uh, like a little container to the right of the, the whole thing. And the picks themselves are only going to be 6.5 centimeters long. So, you know, eh, he's not getting a whole giant one, but it's still cool. I don't know. I'd like to garnish my drink with a master sword. I don't know about you. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's coming out in May. It's going to be a Japan exclusive. However, comma, if you know anything about it, you always know that when they release Japan, they still do usually have international shipment. You have to pay a bit more, but you can still get them. So keep you updated when we get a address for where you can order these things from. But in addition to that, some more news that I'm pretty excited about. 
the rumored Zelda Switch OLED model, we got a little bit of an update on here. So this comes to us from My Nintendo News. And the article is, rumor the Zelda Switch OLED model pre-orders could kick off at GameStop on the 10th of March. So, I'm not going to read the article. Instead, I'm going to go into a little research history I've done here with pre-existing titles and their coinciding Switch models that they released. In August, specifically the 26th, we had our announcement of the Splatoon 3 Special Edition OLED Switch for Splatoon releasing in September. In addition to that, we had our Pokemon Special Edition Switch released and are announced in September, releasing for November 4th, which happened to be released on the 18th. So the game itself, Scarlet and Violet, was released on the 18th. So they kind of held this off a little bit later. We followed this trend. That means potentially we could get a special edition OLED announcement next month for this thing. I anticipate it'll be probably closer to the middle to end of next month. And it will probably be some sort of small Nintendo Direct or it may be one of these things where GameStop uses it as their own specific commercial to boost their own sales. As we know, GameStop's not been doing the greatest lately. So this may be their little push to kind of fix that. They might have locked it down, you think? I think they may have locked this down. I think it may be a GameCube. I, I think it may be a GameStop exclusive for at least a little bit. And but, then they'll probably announce, release it to everyone else. But that's just a theory. Again. No. Yeah. <laughs> God, get out of here. Um, this whole thing, for those of you who are like, okay, well, yeah, we're just saying words still. This is based off of an image that was published by Nintendo Prime that has the Nintendo Switch SKU on GameStop's internal system for dated for Friday, 10th of March. Now, I have some friends that work for GameStop and the SKU launching in the system that usually is a solidifying, hey, this is going to happen. So, I mean, and we've got pictures to back it up. So, I mean, I don't know. Check it out for yourself. The links in the show notes, as always. (laughs) Right on. This might be what gets me to get that Switch OLED. I'm just saying they're awesome. Yeah. (laughs) It's the best. I held out for an OLED. And uh, I'm so happy I did. Oh, they're great. They're great. So, with all that being said, I think this ends the middle of our show. Doesn't it, Ariel? Yep. You sure? Yep. Okay. So now we're <laughs> going to go to the end of the show. And Why are you talking slow like a weirdo? <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Right, we're going to go to the end of the show. And now we're going to talk about dragons. Uh, yeah, because who doesn't love dragons? Okay, all right. You wait. know what would be cool, though? Oh, my gosh. Do <laughs> it. If we had dragons playing ocarinas. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> you know where they could get them to? Uh, is it a magical fountain? Uh, yeah, a magical fountain of internet. Oh? Do tell me more. Yeah. Mystical being of the internet. Yeah, it's just this magical fountain of infinite everything. And specifically, <laughs> go over to STL Ocarina. 
Use our promo code LOZLORTEN and you can save yourself 10% off a beautiful ocarina. Because, you know, dragons love saving money. So, because they like You're to not hoard wrong. it. They're not wrong. So, you know, <laughs> you know, save yourself some money. But yeah, for real though, head on over to STL Ocarina and you can use our promo code LOZLORD10 and save yourself 10% off of your purchase. Frugal. You know what else? Sorry, I was going to say Frugal Majestic Dragons. I love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because you know what else dragons love to hoard? Oh my gosh, here it comes. I knew it was coming. D&D reference. Here we go. Dice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Knew it. They love hoarding dice. And, you know, back into this magical fountain here, head on over to <laughs> Fanroll Dice. Use our promo code AllMightyC10, which is A-L-L Mighty, the letter C, 10. And save yourself 10% off your purchase of dice, dice trays, dice bags, dice towers, dice accessories. So you, too, can be a hoarder. A dragon hoarder. No, a dragon, that's a hoarder. So I can be a dragon that's a hoarder? Sure. I like it. (laughs) All right. Now we really are going to the end of the episode. And uh, we are really going to be talking about uh, dragons. And here we are, the end of the show. Regrettably, we've had so much fun today. I've had, I don't know, maybe I just dragged everybody else. (laughs) I've had fun. I don't know. Good. See, that's one. I got one. It's something. It's, (laughs) you never have fun. Uh, but we still have a lot to go over here. And right before we took our mid break, Chris, you brought up dragons. Ah, yes. Seems like it's been seven years since then. (laughs) (laughs) So dragons, Ariel, I'm going to pitch this one to you. Yes. Do you think we're going to get our old dragons? And are we going to get some new dragons? Yes. I hope so. I really do. Uh, yes. Yes. I absolutely love dragons. So, of course, we have to see the three coming back. Well, yeah. We that's, just, we have to. That's, that's a given. That's a given. So, if there's going to be a new dragon, this is something I pitched to, to everyone. If there's going to be a new dragon... Or new dragons. What do you think it's going to be about? What do you think they're going to do? Well, dragons. Originally, I thought it might be Hylia's dragon. However, after our earlier conversation, if there is a new uh, goddess, uh, perhaps a Zonai-based goddess, maybe it is her dragon. Yeah. I mean, I think that's it, right? Like, if, if this game has a Zonai focus, not only do I think we have to see some new dragons, but, like, the the, drag, the 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 moment where you come across a dragon in Breath of the Wild, I think, is the moment that, kind of across the board, most people talk about as, like, the, oh, this is the moment that stuck out to me. So they can't just 
do that again, right? They can't just have like, oh, they fly around at the same time of the day or like, mm -hmm. so I, I'm just, I'm super curious what role they'll play. Like, will they have an animation? Will there be some kind of battle? Will they be morphing into the goddesses? Will they play an <laughs> ocarina? I mean, so many questions, but we have seen yes. the tail of a dragon in the trailer. Yeah, we have that. That's actually what I was wanting to bring up. I was beating around the bush, but that that tail. So Zeltic did another wonderful video on the first trailer and pointed out several things about this particular dragon that we see behind the islands in the sky. And it does not match any of the already existing dragons designs at all. It's there's similarities, but there's nothing definitive. I, I assumed it <laughs> Wolf, might be Nadra. Trogdor. <laughs> so, OK, so we'll be quiet over there. <laughs> I didn't say anything. You're the one. <laughs> he was. OK, Trogdor so was a man. Oh, he was a dragon man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, Nadra? You said Nadra? Yeah, I thought that that is that not Nadra? I thought it was Nadra. I I I just have in my Google Doc notes from way way long ago that this could be Nadra. It and it could be. That is something that Zeltic did point out is is that it could be just so grainy and so distant that it very well could be Nadra. I don't know though because you brought it up earlier when you mentioned it, Chris. Nintendo doesn't do anything by accident. No. So there's two possibilities. They put this dragon in the background on purpose to get us all hyped about our dragons returning mm -hmm. and wanting to hint at the dragons playing a major role in this game, especially with all the dragon insignias and dragon weapons and everything else we've seen from the two trailers. Or they did that with that intention in mind, as well as to potentially reveal a new dragon. Or the fact that there have are a lot of dragons and yeah, we are going to use the dragons for different purposes. Maybe, maybe our Koroks aren't our quest anymore. Maybe questing for the dragons is our little mini quests. I actually just thought of something too. If that is indeed Nadra, and all we have seen are the dragons that we know of already, perhaps they are dropping these little hints in the trailer of them being in the sky. Whenever we see them in Breath of the Wild, once you strike them, they eventually fly into the sky and vanish. Perhaps their nest is somewhere in these islands, and we are oh, going to cool. see where they are nesting. The Zonai could live among the dragons. Wouldn't that be like a cool connection? Oh, we're replaying. Here we go. Mm. Skyward Sword. We have the Skylothians. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, now we're going full circle again. <laughs> <laughs> we're I do like the idea. If there's this like imminent threat, this malice army that's building and attacking um Hyrule right and we get this dialogue in the latest Tears of the Kingdom trailer of like you can't I, like Zelda saying I 
don't think you can do this. Like, uh, not against him. It's uh, it's not looking so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I do like the idea that, oh, you go to find the Zonai and maybe they help you summon dragons to hype uh, to help fight back whatever, you know, this this evil army could be. I I think that is an extreme possibility. I honestly think they're going to have to tie the dragons in in some major way just because of all of the dragon designs and dragon, you know, here's and dragon there's and it's just dragging everything with tears of the kingdom what better way than that what better way than the dragons basically save the zonai and the zonai or maybe the zonai were like we're gonna go live with the dragons or something along those lines it's it's definitely a combination between zonai and dragons that's wholeheartedly 100 i'm saying it right now it's gonna happen concreting that <laughs> If, together. if the Zonai have some control over the dragons, what if they were in the sky, even in Breath of the Wild, and they were just sending the dragons down from time to time? Like, they've been watching over the events this whole time, maybe. The Zonai vanished into the sky, you think? Uh-oh, we're getting to the Minish. We're getting to the Minish now. What if yes. the, the Zonai... The Zonai are, are the Wind Tribe. The Wind Tribe? Uh-oh. <laughs> Here we go. We're looping. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you brought the Minish up because that's my next question. Do you think we're going to get some Minish in this? I would love to believe we do. (laughs) I would also like to believe, but I don't think we will. (laughs) I also don't think we will. Uh, So, okay. All right. So that's 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 across the board. Ariel, what do you think? We going to get some Minish here? Nah. I, th- okay. I think it was, um, was it Pete or one of the guests? Uh, again, on your recent episode, Chris, they did mention the possibility that Minish could perhaps um, replace Korok seeds. That oh. would be, I think that would be sort of a fair compromise. They would not necessarily play an extensive plot role, but at least they would come up. The game acknowledges their existence. Can you imagine a cute little animation every time you find a Minish where like a Minish crawls up Link's leg and like hops on his shoulder and he has like a cute little acknowledgement of the Minish? I would that would warm my whole heart. I also don't think it's going to (laughs) happen. But I would love that, Kex. That's a that's a great idea. Ariel just had the oh, yeah. (laughs) I actually was going to say that exact thing. I think the Minish are going to be in this. I don't think they're going to play a major role. Maybe some lure sprinkles here and there. But I think they're going to be a collectible. I think they're going to be the collectible in this. I only say this because recent years since Breath of the Wild has come out, we've seen some artwork and some actual almost finished product of the Minish being featured in Breath of the Wild as an original. What we do know for a fact, 100%, is Tears of the Kingdom is everything they wanted to put in expansion for Breath of the Wild, but we're like, well, actually, we can just make a whole other game out of this because this is way too much. What if the Minish was actually one of those things? What if it was supposed to be DLC, they were going to add it in, and they were like, well, actually, we'll just sprinkle it into the new game and we'll make it the collectible. Wasn't there also a UFO in some of those concept pictures? Do you think that'll be coming? I I mm, I think it might be some sort of like 
fun little dream sequence like we're ca- having a call back to tingle you know or, or, or like the lon lon ranch in termina right is it yeah, yeah. romani or it'll be the dlc mount because we'll get we get flying mounts at some point through it and then we get a ufo yes. we can fly around the sky islands it'll be some sort of joke thing i'm sure. we essentially yeah. did see that now that I think about it, the witch from the Oracle games did actually eventually ride a UFO. <laughs> Ariel's Ariel's got a Ariel's got a point here. Uh, a glider. <laughs> it's just gonna be a UFO glider. <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, it's I I I only say I'm not 100 percent concrete on it. I'm like maybe 40 60 person. I'm 40 percent. Sh- yeah. <laughs> We're going to have Minish, but it's going to, if they're going to have it, it's not going to play a major role. It's going to be something minor, maybe a village you wander through, maybe. You see, every you know, time you say they're not going to play a major role, the only major role I could see them playing is some kind of Gulliver's Travels, like, uh-huh. where all of them gang up on somebody, but like, <laughs> I don't see that it's ever happening. They just swarm someone like ants. <laughs> yeah. A swarm beetle. Aaron, to give a little... Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, you're good. Uh, Aaron, to give a little weight to to what your... your, to your optimism about Menish, in Breath of the Wild, there is a a moment where it's explicitly stated that uh, Breath of the Wild Link is pure of heart, right? Yes. That is why you see the dragons. So if Menish are around, that Link will be able to see them. Unless well, he's new- corrupted in the snow one. I don't think he will be, though. I think that's the reason why he was injured the way he was in the trailers, is that he cannot be corrupted. Instead, he's destroyed. Can't be corrupted by it, but you can't be destroyed by it. Because... Can't be corrupted, I mean, but I can sure as well lose an arm. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was corruption, that means he it took to him. It grafted with him. It morphed in with him. It You know, like a symbiotic relationship kind of deal. But since it destroyed and hurt him, he's it's not going to work. It's not going to take to him. They're opposite forces. You know, it's much like the Master Sword is the only thing that can injure any sort of evil entity. It's because it's it's purely crafted. It's good. It's got all the, you know, wonderful magic and it's good, good, good. Same thing here. Can't hurt. Can't, can't, can't make you part of my team, but I sure as heck can kill you and hurt you real bad. So I think it's the kind of same concept. But again, yeah, that's another thing. I think I actually did. I bring that up to you, Chris, in chat once. Mission of the Pure Heart thing, or you might have. I know I said something to somebody. I said it to somebody. I don't remember, but yes. So there's my forty sixty split of Minish. Yes. <laughs> I hope you're right, but I hope so too. So while we're talking about our hopes of seeing the Minish, I'm gonna pitch a couple things here. So Ganondorf is clearly back. There's no arguing that. There's been a couple times where I've seen some videos and they're like, oh, it's Ganondorf or maybe it's a new entity taking over. It's it's Ganondorf. It's 100% Ganondorf. Talks like him, walks like him. It is him. It has the Gerudo <laughs> earrings to even like really drill the point yes, home. Exactly. Like it's just a skeletal it's skeletal remains of him. It's there's no arguing it. It's it's definitely him. What capacity we don't know yet, but it's him. That being said, 
a line he states in the second trailer where I'm paraphrasing a lot here. He's talking about summoning his army to do his bidding. And we see the blood moon firing off these, you know, giant splotches and they're landing and they're turning into minions. We're seeing all kinds of different minions. We're seeing all kinds of different designs and everything else. We're also seeing 100% new enemies and we're seeing some returning favorites. What are you most excited to see for this with enemies? Mm, That is difficult with enemies specifically. I would like to see some of the older ones return, particularly ones that have never received a canonical 3D model. Um, We're already getting Gleok, for example, but... The only time we have seen, let's say, Manhandla was in a non-canon, non-canon game, Hyrule Warriors. I would very much like to see Manhandla again. Ooh, that's a good pick. Mm. All Octo Rock all the time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel Ariel's glare from here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say what I really think about the Octoroks on the show. <laughs> Give me some flying Octoroks around the island. <laughs> Ariel, you were talking about the golem, weren't you? I can't remember. Oh, like yes, that big... Pokemon looking thing. <laughs> like the big, like stone block golem thing that like nearly smashes Link. I probably was. Kind of looks like Stonejourner. <laughs> yeah. But, Is there a particular one you're looking forward to? Yeah. Ooh. I kind of want, I know like it was just recent in Breath of the Wild, but I want to see the return of the Lynels. <sighs> yes. I did Oh, I was so terrified of them when I first started playing them or playing Breath of the Wild. I was so terrified of them. And then with good reason. Yeah, they're going to beef them up. Yeah, I hope they do, because I was so terrified of it. And then when I actually fought one, it was like, oh, this is it. (laughs) So like, yeah, I'd I'd actually like to see him beefed up. Oh, no, that's like monkey paws. You say that now we're going to get like a three headed (laughs) Lionel. Oh, that would be awesome. I would love that. I'm, I'm going to hold my... I'm going to hold something because I have something that I don't think any of you guys noticed. I'm going to hold it until we're done talking about everybody's hopes and dreams for these enemies. I, I do want to talk about one enemy I'm super excited for. Other than, like, Octorok's great. They're a classic. But uh, there's a new enemy that looks like a Graboid from uh, Tremors with, like, an orb in the middle. I think that's super cool yeah. looking, and I can't wait to see what the deal with that is. Which guy is this? It's uh, like a worm-like creature with a spear, like an orb in the middle of it. Let me see if I can pull up a picture. Is it from the first trailer? Is this the one that Link fights with the dragon arm? Because I assume that was a like-like. No, it's from the second one, I want to say. I mean, while while you're pulling that up, we saw Redead. Yes! Redead, what? Yes! Holy Strange cow. Redeads, too. Those mouths. 
and they just they they extend their body they go from backwards to forwards like in just like this unnatural way they look great and like ocarina right you can they 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 are a threat but if you have the ocarina um if you have the ocarina you have the sun song you can get around them right we yep. don't have that ocarina so if we have no. redeads i'm i'm wondering like what is their weakness now if they have one maybe they don't yeah and that's the thing is is it maybe we're getting back our light arrows or maybe i mean the game breath of the wild ended we had the was it the bow the, the twilight bow. twilight bow yeah Sacred uh, arrows, possibly. Arrows. They largely function similarly to the bow of light. Could. Mm, uh, I, Did I say sacred I, I arrows? I meant ancient arrows. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the days of... Unfortunately, I think the days of music instruments in Legend of Zelda are a thing of the past. Uh saddens me because I thought we thought it was an interesting mechanic but I think it's a thing of the past I think we're going to be focusing on more like weaponry and abilities mm-hmm. yes so I I want to bring up back to Lionel's I've posted in the chat here an image from the second trailer if you look at the explosion and you see there it looks like an outline of a Lionel but it looks a bit more beefy yeah so this this shot stood out for me too this is like this is like a single frame in the trailer you have to like Mm -hmm. really pause it a lot to get this something that i noticed do you see guardian arms or is that just me because i see like in the top left and the top right what kind of look like guardian arms even though the body itself does look like a lionel i i do 100 see guardian arms and I'm glad you said that because this thing looks like an amalgamation of different. Bring it up for you. It's not going to zoom in for me. Or are we possibly using guardian arms to attack the Lionel? Well, that I is. I can't quite tell. It is. I, I have just... another one that has like kind of a clearer shot of the arm. But but yeah, you wished for a new version of a Lionel. What if we get cyborg Lionels? There we go. That's a bigger one. Goodness, Lionels were bad enough as it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so I bring this up, and I'm glad you bring up the guardian-looking arms because when we fight any of the calamities in Breath of the Wild, they are an amalgamation of things. What if, especially since the Calamity is fully out from what we can assume from what we're seeing in these trailers, what if every single enemy has this ability now? Or maybe we're getting back our dungeons and these are dungeon bosses because there's also a new enemy called the Moblin Boss. Oh, the Boss Bacoblin. Boss Bacoblins. There you go. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. There is a new enemy called the Boss Bacoblins, and they are giant Bacoblins, and they seem a lot beefier, and they seem to be able to control large armies, but they also look like an amalgamation between multiple enemies. So, what if we're getting the same thing here? Like variant. Oh, I'm on the Guardian. Yes. I just, I just thought of something else too. This is 
a little bit wild, but I know Chris has played Age of Calamity. Have you, Aaron? I have. I haven't beat it yet, but I've gotten like 99% of it done. Much later in the game, you may have gotten there then. Much later in the game, a new type of enemy is introduced called Malice Enemies. So Malice Moblin, Malice Henox. But in this case, I, I would draw attention to Malice Lynels. They are literally these enemies, but made of Malice. Now, you just mentioned that the bosses of the Divine Beasts are constructs of malice with machinery grafted on. I am not trying to say that Age of Calamity is canon, but just because that game is not canon does not mean that Tears of the Kingdom could potentially draw inspiration from it. What if... What we are looking at is a Malice Lionel, and as a Malice Construct, machinery was able to be grafted to it. Again, yeah. I find this unlikely. <laughs> I do find it very unlikely, but I present it as a possibility. Hey, it could be. I mean, we've seen him take over Shikatek. Um... Or I guess it, because this is just the calamity in Breath of the Wild. We've seen it taken over Chikatek and all kinds of different things. And Nadra. different things. It can and, yeah. have an effect on the organic. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all a possibility. It's, I firmly believe that we're going to start getting boss monsters or in some way or form. Yes. In this. Uh, I, I'm kind of leaning with Chris on this one. I think it's like a Lionel... Guardian hybrid. And it very well could be just a mechanical Lionel that they, you know, Sheikah have made or something similar to its design. That's also what we could be seeing. Yeah. Um, All of these possibilities are very unnerving. <laughs> I also yeah. I also think something you said a second ago, this could be a dungeon boss. I do think that we will in some form get a return of dungeons. I think there have been small hints of it throughout all the trailers mm -hmm. of you might be collecting X amount of a thing, you know, whatever that thing may be. Um, and yeah, this they could have they could be variants on regular enemies as we've sometimes seen in the past for sure. Mm hmm. So this brings me to another question. about. May I say one I'm more sorry. thing? I'm so yeah, sorry. Just in regards to the golem that we very briefly touched on, um, there is a possibility, perhaps, that we have seen it before, or a variation of it, at least. I'm sending a picture right now, and that is a creature from a, a temple boss, actually, from Phantom Hourglass. I am racking my brain, but that is the only stone giant stone golem enemy in the series that I can currently think of. It the picture does not do it justice, but that thing is four stories high. It is called Eox, I believe. And I wonder if maybe this is some sort of updated version of an Eox from Phantom Hourglass. Possibly. 
I would I would lean more on the side of it's some sort of like Zonai defense system. Uh, honestly, with the way it's designed and the way it looks and a lot of Zonai like engravings, I would lean more on the side of it's just a generic kind of. It'll have a name, obviously, but I, I, would agree. I think it's kind of a. Honestly, I hope it is something new. Enemy. I I do want new enemies as well as old. But you all know me. I like to present all possibilities, <laughs> and that is the only other stone golem that I can think of in the series. So that what I was going to get to earlier, I'm not going to focus too much on powers for Link. Um, we've seen them. It looks like it's going to be a repeat, maybe a little bit of an evolution of things that we've had in the past. We're going to get some cool new ones where we face through looks like walls can maybe fly, you know, reverse time. Okay. We get some cool new ones. I want to focus more on what does this mean? Why are we getting new powers? And it can't just be that the enemies are getting stronger. It's got to mean more than that. It's got to mean something storyline mechanic wise. So I don't have an answer as to what it means, but <laughs> there is an interesting through line with the powers that we see, right? So if we attribute the powers to the green magic flowing through the arm, something we've seen more recently is the green gel that is used to craft vehicles and yep. the green, you know, swirls that flow into the air, right? So like whatever this is, it seems like something that you know, again, if this is like the Zonai helping us out with a mission, it's like some maybe like uh, Zonai Swiss Army knife that <laughs> like we now kind of have. Like it's like adhesive glue, also uh, like an ocarina of like it's it's also like a Sheikah slate's worth of powers. Um, I I mean, yeah, I, I think that's got to be it, right? Like it's it's some sort of. You know, there is one thing where it's like we see this thing in the sky, this big creature, this golem with like a symbol. And then later on, when we see the weapons that all have the glowing mystical magic coming out of it, uh, we see that same symbol from that being. Right. So I'm wondering if that being might be a companion that shapeshifts into different items and we use magic, you know, through that, that, that companion, you know, companions usually are just things on our shoulder talking, but like if we can actually weaponize it, right? Because like the base of the hammer, I think a Nintendo black crisis uh, put out a video where he mentions the base of the hammer, um, in the most recent trailer and the dragon uh, flamethrower thing, uh, there is a piece of it that looks just like the car, the steering wheel of the car that Link drives. Yep. Right. So I, I think there is a common thread through all of those things. And I, yeah, Ariel, if we were going to get a companion that's a giant stone golem, what would you want his name to be? Eastona. <laughs> <laughs> Eastona is I very good. <laughs> I can't say on oh. here what, I, what I'd name 
Yeah. I, I oh can't. gosh. So. Man. Estona. All right. I think we're all in agreement. Estona. <laughs> After this, I want to hear what that name is. <laughs> uh, okay. I like that. I do like that. I think you're onto something there, honestly, with, you know, having multiple, like, changing into multiple necessary tools or useful tools. And we haven't had a companion in a while. We honestly, haven't. Zelda technically was our companion in Breath of the Wild. Honestly, yeah. Well, like technically, yeah. yes, I mean, but she was so not yeah. present, right? Yeah, no, so not present. <laughs> you need to get here. I'm trying to hold back this giant thing. I will after I make these uh, cuckoos kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of important quests. I have to make a town. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Speaking of Zelda, brings me to the next question. Zelda seems a lot more lively in this one. I'm glad you said something about last one because definitely now, wasn't there. She dies. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm actually going to throw this one to Ariel first. How do you feel about Zelda being more present? We all know how I feel about Zelda. <laughs> so, we'll see. I would love nothing more than to see them do more with Zelda. I would love absolutely nothing more because that's why I don't like her. She is the damsel in distress, can't do anything, must be saved every single game. So if they did more with her, that's great. I actually would love that. So I mean they gave hope. Yeah. I mean they gave her a bit of an attitude in Breath of the Wild. You no, know, they gave her the wrong attitude. <laughs> that's not the kind of attitude it's I want to see. It's a start. <laughs> Perhaps uh, if her father were better. <laughs> Set <laughs> blame the parents. <laughs> uh, so okay, so we got Ariel's thoughts on that. I play. If you're gonna do it, do it right. <laughs> I played through uh, Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time over the past few months, and like something I kind of something that is in both games that I think I didn't love either time was the way that uh, escort uh, dungeons happen in those games. Like uh, when you think of uh, Jabu Jabu in Ocarina and you have Rudo and also like the final two dungeons of Wind Waker, how you literally have to carry like, you know, uh, the the Kokiri and, uh, and the Medley Rido. and Mahar. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Kex. Um, <laughs> I would love to be able to do a dungeon with Zelda and just Zelda has full AI and she is examining walls and she's looking at puzzles and she's uncovering like Link is battling and like Zelda is off doing her own thing and finding things like that sounds so fun to me to have like a proper like duo exploring a dungeon together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, because honestly, Ariel's not wrong. I mean, I haven't heard it from everyone, but I've heard it from a lot of people that were kind of tired of the rescue the damsel in distress trope. Sure. Uh, doesn't need to be that way. We don't have to be a hero because a girl's in danger. We could just be a hero because the uh, world needs a hero. And guess what? We don't have to be the only one. We, we all, we all, Link's smart, but we know he's not the smart one of the group. <laughs> I mean, I hey, the girl can be the hero. 
exactly. Let's let Zelda be the hero for once. <laughs> it's Legend of Zelda. Speaking of Zelda's intelligence, I I know Jake was sort of talking about her potentially being uh, your mechanic <laughs> for um, for the cars and such. Something else, though, to kind of build off of that, Link's new arm sort of appears mechanical. What if she helps Link get adjust, uh, more adjusted with his new arm? Her. Sure. Well, she is kind of like the Sheikah Slate entrepreneur, also, so to speak. Speaking of games, tired of uh, Zelda being a uh, oh kidnapped. Did we just forget Wind Waker exists? Because Tetra is a <laughs> boss. I don't care what you I'm say. Tetra, Tetra is the sassiest, back. coolest person. <laughs> Tetra rules, but then they're like, actually, it's Zelda. And actually, Zelda has to stay underwater for the second half of the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wolf, have you they played cool Spirit and then they Tracks? Took her away. I have. I love uh, Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. I was just about to say, I bet you probably liked how Zelda ended up in that game. As I recall, she was at one point wrestling Maladus through the Dark Realm. Yeah. I think she was <laughs> yeah. also super sassy in Phantom Hourglass, too. We've gotten, we've scraped the surface on multiple games of Zelda getting her own personality and actually being an actively involved character. What's a we personality? We just keep skirting around it at the last minute. We're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tetra's, Tetra's a pirate. Tetra's awesome. Tetra shoots Link out of a cannon. And <laughs> now she's underwater for the rest of the game. Don't get too excited. Because <laughs> if I'm not crazy, Phantom Hourglass takes place almost immediately after Wind Waker. So it's still Tetra and yes. all of that. Mm-hmm. I think it is only a few months, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. So while we're on the Zelda, and we'll, we'll start to wrap up here, there is a line that everyone is going crazy over. And it is where Zelda asks, and I can't remember exactly here, but Zelda asks someone to give Link their power. Ah, uh, no. She never says Link <laughs> specifically. She says, "Lend him." Uh, yes. Lend Will him. Will you power. help okay. him out? <laughs> so everybody's focusing on who is she talking to. But nobody's focusing on why is she asking that. Link has never needed that level of power before. Sure, help. Yes. But I, the way they put that in the trailer and the way they like kind of framed that, it makes it seem like in this point, Link cannot do anything on his own without this powerful aid like we have to get deities involved at this point i'm going it was to give a prediction she's not <laughs> talking to a deity she's talking to link himself and that he has to reach inside and like become one with dark link to overcome whatever is oh. going on oh, he has to gosh. embrace the darkness he has to get all power that's like given to him to defeat Calamity Ganon and whatever is going on. If not, because I think um, 
it's mentioned in um, the prophecy in um, Breath of the Wild that uh, Ganon was chained up underneath Hyrule or something. I don't remember the exact words of it. And that there's something underground that will defeat Calamity Ganon, and you assume it's the Ancient Beasts. What if it is, like, original, like, Ganon instead of Calamity Ganon, and it, you have to team up with Ganon to stop everything? Like, just bonkers. And see, I... I... <laughs> think the only way that would be possible but i do think it is possible but i think the only way it would be is if somehow ganon is made aware that he is part of a cycle that he is in some way an avatar for somebody else's will in other words i think if ganondorf becomes aware that he has been made against his will, essentially a vessel for demise. I am not necessarily thinking he will turn good for the rest of the series, but for this game, then he might join us to free himself from the shackles of demise. And then he would be free to pursue his own goals free of demise from that point forward. And that would break the cycle because they wouldn't have to go against each other. They would finally be on a side and that would be a give him aid. So let's tie it all together for a second. What if, because uh, Wolf, you mentioned Zelda must die. What if (laughs) Zelda knows that the end is near and this, this is Zelda speaking to Ganondorf because let's say there's a bigger evil out there. Let's say Demise is resurrected. It's gone uh, you know, it's it's past Ganondorf's control. If Zelda knows that she is dying, then and as you stated earlier, that would break the curse. That would break the cycle, right? So Ganondorf is suddenly free of Demise's curse, and she could be telling Ganondorf, like, you you need to work with him, please. Like, you know, uh, this is the only way we're gonna get past this. There, so, there is something strange already, honestly, about Ganondorf in this trailer. If it is truly Ganondorf speaking at the beginning, that that opening, honestly, sort of generic dialogue where he is saying destroy Hyrule and her allies, it does sound generic, but I think about it, and that is actually very unusual for him to say. Ganondorf has never sought to outright destroy Hyrule. He has always wanted to take it over, to rule it. In Ocarina of Time, seven years had passed, and yes, Hyrule was worse for wear, but he could have easily wiped the country off off the map with the Triforce of Power. He did not. This is the first time in the series that I can recall that he actually wants to destroy Hyrule and not just rule it. Something has changed between the three timeline era and the Breath of the Wild era to where he is just done with Hyrule. He is setting aside his own goals and he just wants to destroy it now. This is already very strange. So I think it is building to something with Ganondorf's character. Does that destruction line up with Demise's MO? 
Oh, well, yeah. Hyrule did not exist then. Right. So it's a little speaking. hard to say, but I I do think so, perhaps. I, I think destruction... I know he did want to rule the surface world, but there was not much to rule at that point. So it is a little hard to compare because there was no real human civilization on the ground at that point. Well, to be fair, especially given uh, Demise's uh, personality and the way he loses and he lashes out and he's like, fine, you guys are cursed. You'll never beat me. I get the last word. I definitely feel like he would be the type of um, avenging God to be like, if I can't have it, none of you can. I'll destroy it all. True. Just very true as well. The thing, the reason I brought this whole thing up was because I wanted everyone else to get to the point where we're talking about Ganon again because (laughs) the key words that Zelda used was power. And you're right. Demise or sorry, Ganondorf has never truly wanted to destroy Hyrule only control it. Demise wants to destroy everything that Hylia has built, ever stood for, ever wanted, ever needed, anything. Anything to do with her, he wants gone. And he only wants the Triforce. Here's the kicker. Triforce wasn't in Breath of the Wild. When did we have the Triforce in Skyward Sword? After visiting the um, the Sky Keep and the the was it the silent realms in there or yeah, yeah. like yeah. well it was a, it was a sky keep we had to go get it from right but yeah we had to go through the silent realms get everything mm-hmm. and yeah that's the thing is oh we had to carry the triforce into the final fight with demise mm-hmm. we used the triforce's power to beat demise in addition with the skyward strike and everything else so here we come to the conclusion of swords broken Zelda has to ask someone to lend them their power. Triforce of power we know is in Ganondorf. Triforce of courage is in Link. Triforce of wisdom is in Zelda. Has been for a while now. Here's where our Triforce comes back. I predict that we are in fact fighting Demise this whole time, not Ganondorf. In the timeline, the times that we see Ganondorf in the trailer, it is a misleading event to make us believe Ganondorf is back. Instead, it is Demise using Ganondorf's body as a temporary host until he can gain enough power to create his own, which is where the Blood Moon comes into play that we see multiple times in the second trailer. And then eventually Ganondorf will be healed, making Demise healed. Demise separates himself. And then we have to go in as a trio to go (laughs) beat Demise. I have a follow-up question for you then, Aaron. (laughs) Let us let us assume then that everything you said is correct and that Demise is using it's Ganondorf's body. <laughs> is okay. then Calamity Ganon Ganondorf's displaced spirit because Demise is inhabiting his body? Well, could be. What I think, though, I think it is a combination between Ganondorf's malice twisted and warped by Demise's malice. So Demise obviously reincarnated in a way, his hatred reincarnated to become Ganondorf. 
I believe that hatred is what corrupted and twisted Gandorf's visage, if you will, into the Calamity. So the Calamity, in essence, is always been and always will be demise at its roots. It's just tainted in an unpure and demise's thoughts because Ganondorf's tangled with it. So, I mean, yeah, think because we're of still chimera. fighting technically demons. Yeah, like a chimera between the two. Hatred and hatred mixed together to create this calamity. Hence the name Calamity. You know, when, when Hello Hyrule recorded... We've now recorded three uh, trailer analysis episodes, <laughs> and each time our guest Jake has said, "Like, I think you're gonna buddy up with Ganondorf," and I've I've been like, "That's a cool idea. I don't think it's gonna happen." I think each one of those times, and like since the last one, more and more, I've been like, "Oh, I think he might be right. I think he might be right," and I've been very publicly like a hundred percent incorrect each of these probably. <laughs> In it. I don't think it'll be a physical presence, honestly. I think we'll have another ghostly kind of visage. Ghostly Ganondorf will be the one to aid us. I don't think a physical Ganondorf is going to be there because we've seen his body. There's no coming back from that. He's not <laughs> looking good. I, I mean, he's not looking good. And I, would, I don't think it'll be a physical body. I would follow up too and say, I personally, I think Wolf may disagree. I personally, though, think that if we do team up with Ganondorf, it will be for this game only oh, to get absolutely. rid of Demise. Oh, okay. All right, then. But yes, to get rid of Demise and to free himself from those shackles. And then after that, he will pursue his own goals, which will probably still continue to clash with Link and Zelda's. And he will continue to be the villain. But for this one game... Perhaps. That's where I'm not 100% agreement. I think this game is ah. going to end with some kind of weird finality to it. Not to say that there won't be spinoffs in Hyrule, but I almost like a weird finality to the ending of Link's story, to Ganon's story, to that kind of these three. I think this might wrap it up and then we'll get other things going on in Hyrule. Mm. And awesome. that would... And that would be with them finally coming together, breaking the cycle, the Triforce coming together in its own way through the three carrier bearers of it. And that would be very satisfying. <laughs> it would be It'd be the greatest ending, like the perf most perfect ending. And then I can have my Linkle game. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's how we get it. It's just a bunch of adults in Discord channels over the month of May just crying uncontrollably because it's the over. curse is broken. It's over. It's finally over. Oh, But it would. So, but I don't think he would go good. He would definitely still be a bandit or try to become yeah. a king of some place. And they'd still have their clashes. But I don't think we'd see it drawn over as many games. No, I, I don't know if they'll ever get rid of Link. Link is you. Link is you. That's why he was created the way he is. That's why he's named Link. He was me. The link and then he you became and right-handed. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, before we call it quits, it's time for final thoughts. Meaning. 
before the game comes out based solely on the trailers. How well do you think this game's going to do and what are your hopes and expectations for it <laughs> overall? I think 10 out of 10 game of the year, but I'm going to find it all right. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf ruining it all the time. Um, I think that it's very hard for the sequel of a beloved game to perform as well as the predecessor. Uh, with Breath of the Wild, I think a lot of people were surprised. Like it, it had trailers, right? And and people and they said in the trailers, this is open world Zelda. But I think until everyone got their hands on open world Zelda, we didn't fully know what it was going to be. And and that moment, I think, is, you know, lightning in a bottle, right? Like, I, I, I think that Tears of the Kingdom will have its own unique things, but I think largely it will build upon what Breath of the Wild was. So... I'm hesitant to say it's gonna it's gonna do better or it's gonna be better received than Breath of the Wild. I don't think it'll have the surprise factor to its benefit. That being said, I think everything that we've seen that makes it unique the 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 dry the the mechanics stuff the the new enemies the the tone has been fantastic. Um, and I'm just like so psyched that we have our communities to like be playing along with over those months. I think that's yes. going to make it an incredibly memorable experience, regardless of the details of the game. And to real quick play off what you were saying, it really is hard to capture that because it was a point that reinvented open world games. You got a lot of Breath of the Wild likes or games compared to Breath of the Wild after it came out. And I don't see them doing that, especially in such a short, because like you had other games like Genshin Impact came out when it first dropped, everybody compared it to Breath of the Wild, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Breath of the Wild, everybody compared it. Like it was such a reinventive game when it yeah. dropped. To that... be reinventive and then to also like go back to the design of the first game and to nail the element of adventure that was present in the first game to do yeah. both of those things simultaneously. Holy cow. Oh, Nintendo nailing it. <laughs> but I don't what think you, it'll be a bad game by any means. No. I just what are your thoughts? If people are expecting it to be that ex magic magical moment that Breath of the Wild was because nobody was expecting it to be what it was. I think people will be disappointed. Hmm. I think that what? is the key because if if they do want to truly find a way to bring back those magical moments, I do not think that they will be able to do it through exploration again. I think they will have to do it by making well, quite frankly, a crazy and unexpected plot make the story so far out clips the last one that perhaps it will be legendary in its own way, separate from Breath of the Wild, if that makes sense. And on that note, my biggest hope that I am positive will not happen. I, I know this will not, and I'm being very silly right now, but at some point, I'm sure it will be explained how Ganondorf turned into Calamity Ganon or produced Calamity Ganon or what have you. I hope that it will not end there. I hope that we will get a lot more backstory about Ganondorf. And I hope that in some way, shape or form, the Twinrova are brought up again, his surrogate mothers. 
I would love that. And there's probably less than a 1% chance of that happening. Modern Twinrova boss fight. Yes, please, please, please. More Twinrova lore, more information about Ganondorf's upbringing. He was a bad kid, wasn't loved much. Done. No. (laughs) 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 I was going to say, too, that, you know, I have an explanation for Calamity. Taco Bell, done. (laughs) Move on. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) Oh, my God. No, I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ariel, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, five beetles out of five. Oh my gosh, it's not even out yet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even care. I can't wait. I really hope that they put those small little fun details in ridiculous spots for me to find. Because that's what I love doing. Those small little details. Oh, I love it. I can't wait. I'm excited. Agreed. Five out of five Beatles. Five out of five already. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, before we go and we call it a quits, I want to thank everyone for joining us. I had a lot of fun with this. This was awesome. Got a lot of stuff done on this one. (laughs) This may be our longest episode yet. It is definitely the longest episode (laughs) yet. But it was a lot to go over and it was a lot of things to discuss and it was, it's a lot. Uh, But before we go, as always, I have to offer our lovely, lovely guest host a slot to go ahead and pump out what you got going on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So I do a, a podcast called Hello Hyrule. It's a Legend of Zelda travelogue podcast. Uh, we go through the games in timeline order and we tackle uh, location by location. It's a play along podcast uh, so we try to go through this the story uh, in a you know narrative um, progression uh, but every episode is a new location uh, I do it with one of my best friends Pete um, and we've been doing it for uh, over two years now we're on Ocarina of Time we just started that season uh, we have a bunch of episodes banked so those will be coming out uh, every other Sunday uh, we put them out um, and it's a ton of fun and if you like the lore cast uh, maybe you'll hear some voices at some point this season uh, that are familiar <laughs> to you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I will say this podcast was made specifically, I've said it multiple times, I'll say it again, to partner with that. <laughs> Hello, Hyrule partners perfectly. So you get the overall encompassing grand scale of all things in that game, each level independently in Hello, Hyrule. And then you can come here and figure out what each one of those little cave carvings mean. And we, you know, we go in just a little bit deeper and grind just a little bit more out. They pair perfectly with one another. Go check it out. I agree. Doing yourself any favors if you don't. (laughs) That's very kind. Thank you, Aaron. So, Wolf, we want to hang out with you. Where do we want to come hang out with you at? Um... You can hang with me in the Discord. I have a Twitch channel. I stream all sorts of things. Um, I have a podcast I do with Ariel that's currently on hiatus. It will be coming back. Um, Just a bunch of things around the internet. You can find me, Wolf Slore, W-U-L-F-S-L-O-R-E. 
all under one name. Even my uh, Twitter now. It used to be under a different name. Now it's Wolf's Lore. <laughs> hey, Twitter was hard to find. <laughs> oh, and Kex. If we want to hang out with you and we want to chat all things LOZ, or if you want to hang out with you, where can we find you? At this point, pretty much exclusively on Discord. <laughs> I did have a Twitter, but now that Hello Hyrule has their own Discord now, I have pretty much taken exclusively to that. <laughs> so please do join either the Discords or message me. Many have actually just messaged me directly. And it has been a very lovely experience meeting all these new people and chatting about Zelda. So please feel free. Aaron, can we talk about how Kex has become the rock star of both of our discords? <laughs> like people could care less if you are, uh, if any, like if any of us are in those discords anymore. People are pinging Kex directly. Like, listen, I have this theory. Can you help me flesh I have it this out? Theory. <laughs> I plead Kex, the master. <laughs> oh well, I said it once. I'll say it again. Thank you all for joining me. And Ariel, it was lovely to have you. I hope you had a blast. And uh, until next time, thank you for listening. Tune in next week. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for listening to the Legend of Zelda Lorecast tonight. We hope you enjoyed yourselves. If you did, tell a friend, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can chat with us all things Legend of Zelda on the Robots Radio Discord. Or you can get hold of us on our Twitter at LOZLoreCast. Intro and outro are done by Bentonal Landscape. Links are in the show notes below. Till next time, dear listener, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. <laughs> <laughs>